The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's Pigorama on today's revolution. And yeah, Jim and Trav are aching for some bacon. Yup. So current feral hog statistics, their annual damage, different methods for harvesting them, and even how to capture and trade these bad dudes in for cash is what the boys have slated for today's Rev. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. So make sure you check them out at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, here's Jim and Trav. I just wish there was some way I could make them understand how embarrassing they are. Are you boys and girls ready for story time? Yeah! Oh, Jimmy, I love story time! It's <laughs> my fave. <laughs> Do we have any cookies? Yummy. Feral hogs are a growing problem facing farmers and ranchers in many parts of the country. Generally, once limited to the south and southeast, they can now be found in more than three dozen states, from California to Florida. That's 36. 36? If you didn't know. What? Did you not? <laughs> They're in over 36 states now, Jimmy. Oh, see. Uh, anyways. The, I'm almost up to speed. Uh, thank you for the complete letdown. <laughs> there, there's like no hype left. Uh, welcome to uh, 2013 Pigorama. We're talking about everything feral hog on today's show. We thank you, boys and girls, for tuning in. You know what? I'm related to some pigs. <laughs> Only through marriage, though. Oh, you, of course. I'm, I'm not going to say who they are. I mean, if I wasn't married to my wife, I wouldn't be related to these pigs. <laughs> but they're not indigenous to the Americas, either. They're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> they carry disease. <laughs> anyway, so in this week's Ram Power Block. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, we'll get the feral hog dish straight from Unpro CEO and founder Chance Orth. Plus, phoning us on the Ram hotline will be Billy Higginbotham from Texas A&M, Rob Zone's very own Hal Schaefer, Ed McCormick with Razorback Outfitters, and finally Jared Timmons, who's also an Aggie with Texas A&M. And also uh, Mr. P is going to be hitting up the mailbag uh, here in just a little bit, as always. But, you know, I actually want to play something again real quick, Jimmy. What's that? Um, and this is for uh, um, a rancher, a deer rancher down in Texas talking about feeding deer and the problem he's having. Uh, Frank, you got that ready? All right, Frank's going to play it. Listen and be smarter. It's the revolution. If we put feed out for the deer, what will happen is it attracts the hogs, and the deer will not come to the feeder when the hogs are there. And, and this is actually a scientific study that was done, Jimmy, and do you know why um, the um, deer won't come around when there's hogs? Uh, no. They're being hogs. They're hogs. <laughs> I was just, that is so bad. That was dumb. You went a long ways for that I one. Know. <laughs> that was horrible. That's like three on a match. That was almost one of the worst things I've done on the show. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, and I will do worse. Anyways, uh, once again, this is Pigorama 2013. We are talking about everything feral hog on today's show. And, and um, as Jim mentioned just a second ago, our next guest is just now joining us, Mr. Chance Orth. And uh, kind of like feral hogs, he's becoming a, a growing nuisance all across the lower 48. Uh, Chance. He is an invasive species. <laughs> and nobody wants him. Uh, Chance, how's it going, buddy? Uh, you stole my line from me. Everything's good otherwise. <laughs> now, what mischief has the Unpro Boys gotten into in 2013 so far? Oh, it's been pretty wild. I'll, I'll admit it. Now, we're headed 
up uh, northern Wisconsin, Birchwood, ice fishing, some brook trout last weekend. We had a fantastic time. First ever unpro fishing success. Really? That means uh, you really yeah, failed. Uh, we were limited out. And no one died. That's a good thing. <laughs> I was close. I was the closest one to death uh, last weekend. Uh, see, it, he's going to be totally wrong if you go before Orion. He's going to become a billionaire. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> Well, that's never going to happen. I mean, I'm just a survivor, and he is a weak link. Uh, speaking of weak links, we've yes. got uh, we got a lot of hogs out there, and uh, we're trying to figure out ways to eradicate them. Yeah, did you know, guys? A little. Let me tell you this fact real quick: a small hog approximately eats five percent of its body weight a day, while a larger hog, um, they estimate, they eat three percent of their body weight daily. Now, when you have a hog that weighs 150 pounds, um, that's quite a lot of food. I mean, really. I don't know. That's about like me. I think I do about 3% every day. Chance is 500 pounds. He's seven foot tall. <laughs> he, he, stay nourished. He eats babies is what he does. <laughs> now, Well, I don't know. I've, I, I've seen, you know, some uh, the TV shows, obviously, about uh, hog hunting and whatnot. And I love the shows, but it doesn't seem like that they use the most practical approaches for uh, eliminating wild pigs. We know later in the show we're going to have Billy Higginbotham on with Texas A&M, and he's going to be talking about actually trapping hogs. That is something I have never done. But they say annually. annually um, <laughs> What's the language there, Travis? <laughs> in, the, in the U.S., hunters harvest an average of 24% of the population of hogs, and that is doing absolutely nothing. I mean, that's wow. amazing, you know? That's extraordinary. It's one of those species, you know, like the muskrat, for example, that can just exceed their um, carrying capacity in a season. Can they really? Um, no, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. No, I'm, I'm being sincere. I didn't know that, really. Yeah, well, that's the case with muskrats. I mean, up here, there's no limit on harvest for trapping. Yeah. Uh, the DNR says, you know, essentially a <clears throat> unlimited harvest. Mm-hmm. That is and, crazy. Uh, the way it is for a lot of undesirable species, but uh, muskrats uh, can, you know, reproduce every month. Every really? month? Uh, for a few times a year. Oh, my gosh. That is yeah. wicked. Well, actually, hogs can reproduce three times a year. Three times a year, yeah. And and did you yeah, know so did, you, did you know that a whole group of hogs is called a sounder? I didn't know that. A sounder? Sounder. You know, you got gaggles of geese. you got herds of elephants. But it's a I'm, sounder. I'm looking at a murder of crows right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The murders are out. But I, I, I did want to say that I think the trapping has to be the most effective. It's the most effective way to harvest almost every animal. It's funny, you know, you bring up trapping again. They say that uh, feral hogs are one of the most intelligent species, exotic or, or native found in the United States. I mean, they're smarter than deer. They're smarter than elk. They're smarter than bears. They, they adapt, obviously, very well. And so I think if you are going to trap, you have to be so uh, careful about how you plan this out and how you do it, or, you, I mean, you're going to accomplish nothing. See, uh, I didn't realize they're so smart. I, I'm getting a little freaked out now, <laughs> thinking about how smart these wild boars are. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to challenge somebody on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel a little humbled. But, you know, I was thinking about this, and luckily I was out at my grandma's house doing some visiting. Um, but it, it's true that my my grandfather, now deceased, was called Pete the Pig Farmer. Really? 
Yeah, old Grandpa Pete uh, always kept the hundred hogs out at the family farm here in Eau Claire. Holy cow, that's a lot of hogs. Yeah, I thought so, too. I was like, Grandma, you know, I'm going to be talking to these guys. Uh, tell me a story that relates to pigs. And she <laughs> said, there was this swan. Your grandpa brought me home this swan. Mm-hmm. And and uh, all summer long, I watched him from the window here, and he'd flutter from the, the pig back to pig back down in the pig yard. Really? <laughs> she said, yeah, she used to love to watch them. They kind of interacted, and they were sort of friends. But then <laughs> one day... Grandpa came walking back to the house carrying just one swan wing (laughs) and said, here's what's left of your swan. They are omnivorous. Oh, God. Oh, that is horrible. I know it. I feel bad for Grandma now and the swan, of course. Well, she was a farm lady. She was used to that kind of thing. See, the thing is, Hogs are so intelligent, they can forage for themselves. They really don't need to have you bring out a swan to eat. You know, <laughs> they prefer swan. Well, it doesn't hurt. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't take a nice swan now and That's then? That's it. As a matter of fact, on last week's show, we had uh, Mike, what's his name? Mike Marsh. Mike Marsh. And he was talking about swan hunting, swan hunting. down in South Carolina. Don't tell your grandma. But no, that is. <laughs> oh, a, it'd break her heart. It'd yeah. break her heart to hear. You know, I, I think it'll, in, in well, pretty much everywhere, it's against the law to transport them across state lines with Without proper documentation. Now you talk about swans or hogs? Both. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, you really do I have to. paperwork right here. They, they say that a hog, you wouldn't think it, but a hog can jump a five-foot-tall fence. Not hogzilla. what? A five-foot-tall fence, uh, a typical hog, I mean, it'll work at it, but it can clear a five-foot-tall fence. So it has to be a fence, or they can root underneath the fence like a dog would. It's not like that one on the uh, Geico commercial where he goes, wee, 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 all the way home. (laughs) Yeah, that is uh, a feral hog. Yeah. They're, I just think they're if they're feral, you don't have to pay a union scale. <laughs> they're amazing uh, creatures. They're a lot of fun to hunt. But it really, once again, it goes back to the old thing. Um, where do you stand? Right, if if your living is agriculture, then obviously they're a big problem for you. I think if you're a hunter, maybe not so much. But I think it's a, it's something that everybody needs to read up on and see what we can do to help out. Help establish some hogs in Wisconsin. Help the nudes <laughs> populate our state. We got nothing to hunt up here. <laughs> there, the, the no deer, no hogs, no nothing. Where's Doctor Crawl when you need him? <laughs> exactly. Now, Doctor Crawl. Now, if we want to find out more about Unpro, possibly some adventures that you're going on, anything like that, uh, where can we find you guys online, buddy? Yeah, the adventure never stops for Unpro. Uh, check us out at www.unprofishing.com for all our videos. Uh, our Twitter handle is also Unprofishing. And if you'd like to like us on Facebook, it's an unprofessional fisherman. You know what I think you guys should do, though, Chance, is really with all the fishing stuff you're catching, you should really put out some, like, uh, cooking segments. Uh, yeah, hey, agreed. Well, I'm smoking right now. I'm using that. Uh, yeah, we know yeah, that you Kansas smoke. <laughs> Oh, really? You're the <laughs> Kansas City smoker, really? Yeah, no, I'm uh, trying to bring all these blind trucks to life. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we've been talking with Chance Orth. He is the Sultan of Swine. All right, so we're brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Check him out at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. And how about Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com and NRA Blog. At nrablog.com. Mr. Chance Man, uh, thank you so much for coming on. 
none of this really made sense. Going hog wild on us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Hi. Hey, coming up next, we got Billy Higginbotham, and he's from Texas A&M. Yeah, talking about the Pingorama 2013 on today's show. Stick around, learn yourself something. See you after the break. Is the worst group of people ever assembled in history. They're mean, conniving, rude, and extremely well-read, which makes them very dangerous. Valentine's Day is a touch over three and a half weeks away. And in today's Revolution Mailbag that's brought to you by Ram, the boys are looking for some gift ideas for their ladies. The Revolution Mailbag. Carl Rove says, serious? The Carl Rove? Anyways, he says, I just nabbed a sweet little GP100 357 from Ruger for my old lady, and I bet yours would appreciate it too. Tanner Fitzpatrick emails, you can never go wrong with a membership to the NRA and a dozen roses. Jocelyn Bauman writes, the best gift you guys could give your wives is to leave them. LOL. <laughs> Vince Colgan throws in his two cents by saying anything from Robinson Outdoors would make any girl smile because their new line for 2013 is amazing. Mike Beckman says, give your wife the gift of a beautifully mounted trophy. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And finally, Kate Loader emails, I've been eyeing some of the girls with guns apparel, and since your wives are hardcore outdoors women, I bet they dig anything from them too. Well, look at that. Time flies when you're reading the Revolution Mailbag that's brought to you by Ram. If you want to join the debate and have your words heard then send me mark your thoughts at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com mondays for bottom feeders their livelihood is made of other fishermen's throwaways when an empty hall Eddie, you're slowing us down. means an empty stomach but this is horrible this is old school this is how i hunt fish right here once you get it in your blood there's nothing else things are looking up Every fisherman always wants the big haul. All new Mondays, 10.30 p.m., 9.30 central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Bring on the weather, the work day, the three-ton haul, the off-off road. Turn the rain into hail, the dawn into a second night. Bring it all on and more. Because you'll never know your limits until you go looking for them. The new 2013 Ram 1500. Designed to overcome every obstacle in its path with best-in-class fuel economy and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class, EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. Actual results may vary. Excludes hybrid models. See dealer for copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you what. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Now, here are the boys. Hey, folks, today we've been talking about Pigsorama, and you can't believe the stuff we found out about pigs. What have we found out so far? They are ugly. They're everywhere. <laughs> they oink. <laughs> All right, this is the uh, 2013 Big Ol' Rama show. Uh, you know, back in uh, 2012, so long ago. <laughs> um, anyways, no. Um, out of we, sight, out of mind. We talked to uh, Dr. Jack Mayer, and he's actually supposed to be in today's show. Uh, lo and behold, though, he's on a cruise in, I think, the Bahamas. Yeah, looking for and hogs. So, yeah, see if they have if they have swam. pina colada and little hats. And They've stuff. swam their way over there. Uh, anyways, no, he was supposed to be on today's show. Couldn't make it back. Uh, but we found a little clip. Uh, Frank, you got that ready? 
quiet there! The revolution. In the late 1800s, uh, wealthy sportsmen decided to bring pure Eurasian wild boar over here. And in places where these two forms of, of wild pigs coexisted, hybridization occurred. So currently in the United States, we've got three types of wild pigs. We've got feral pigs, wild pigs that are solely of domestic ancestry. We've got a few small pockets of pure Eurasian wild boar, but most of these populations are hybridized animals from both of these two parental stocks. Blame it on the rich people. That's it. There should be a hog tax. They, we should be taxing the rich people. Because of it the hogs. It is their fault. That's it. They weren't alive back then, but I think we should tax them anyways. anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh, right now we're being joined by a Billy Higginbotham, and he's a professor and extension wildlife and fisheries specialist uh, there at Texas A&M. But you know, Billy, um, trapping seems to be a, a big thing that's really catching on. Now, no one in the, in the circles that Jimbo and I run in uh, trap hogs. We, ever, we all hunt them, but this really seems to be something that's catching on, and it's a very uh, effective management tool. Is, is this something that everybody can do? Absolutely. Really? And, uh, I really believe that trapping for landowners is the first line of defense when Serious. it comes to mitigating the damage. Is it difficult to set up one of these hog traps? Hey, how do we go about doing this, buddy? It is simple to set up a wild pig trap. It's really? just that you want to get your protocol straight where you can virtually guarantee success. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Well, the first thing you do is once you see that you've got the presence of wild pigs on the property, then the first thing you do is put out some bait. And that can be anything from one of these commercially prepared pig baits all the way to shelled corn and and. and uh, stink bait for catfish fishing, any bait for that really? you use to fish for catfish, just a variety of different baits out there. Uh, get those pigs on bait and hang a game camera or remote sensing camera on that bait. That is critical. Mm-hmm. And so once you've got those pigs on bait, mm-hmm. then you hang that camera and determine how many pigs are in that sounder. Oh, Number one, I see. you can't trap what you can't bait. So the worst thing Bingo. you can do is run out there and, and build a trap. Mm. Uh, once you've got them on bait, once you've got them uh, on camera, you know how many pigs mm-hmm. are in that sounder. That's critical yeah. to, to address how large a trap do I need. Mm-hmm. Now, I am a big fan of corral traps. Okay, That is the panel traps that you build. I am not a big fan of box traps. The research that's been conducted clearly shows mm-hmm. that you can catch about four times more pigs in a corral trap than you can a box trap. Serious. Dang. And I'm greedy. I want to catch <laughs> as many as I possibly can. He likes bacon. Little time as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the thing is, can more than one go into the trap then and not get out? Uh, or does uh, it, once, it's, once it's set, one gets in, it trips the trap, if you will, and uh, that's it. Well, that's it, but I want to catch 20 or 30, if there's 20 or 30 in that sounder, in one oh, fell swoop. Holy cow, now, really? Now, bring up an extra interesting point. Mm-hmm. These so-called continuous catch gates, like a rooter gate, yeah. they, will, they will allow additional pigs to push in once the gate is tripped. The problem is the research shows that that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. You're going to catch what you're going to catch on the first trip of the trap. So what you want to do is if you've got a lot of pigs based on your camera data is you want to maximize the distance from that gate opening mm. to the tripwire, which is typically located at the far end of the trap. Yeah. And then you want to place your bait 
all the way back. What you don't want to have happen is for that first pig in the sounder to rush in and trip the trap and, it, and the door close. You want them to feed their way back, mm-hmm. and then that allows time for all of the pigs to enter the trap before the first one trips it. Hmm. So what you have to do is, once you know the number of pigs in the sounder, yeah, I'll never build a trap that's got less than about four panels in it, and these are 16 foot long, five feet high, not four feet, but five feet in height, four really? inch by four inch mesh to retain the smallest pig caught. Holy cow. And you will need T-post about every four to five feet mm-hmm. uh, along the perimeter of that trap. So I've got traps with as few as four 16-foot panels. I've got traps with as many as eight or ten 16-foot-long <laughs> panels. Pete. It just depends on the numbers. But, again, if you've got 20 or 30 pigs and a sounder, yeah, you, need you want the big. last one in before the first one trips it. Yeah. Now, what's important in this process, besides determining the number of pigs that you've got, is you, is you erect that trap, leave the gate opening splayed open about 10 or 20 feet. Don't even mm-hmm. set the gate in there. Really? And continue to monitor putting bait down okay. with that camera. Yeah. Put the bait further and further back into the trap over a few days mm-hmm. until those pigs are, number one, used to the presence of the trap, and number two, they begin entering that trap with no negative consequences until they're feeding all the way back. Mm-hmm. So you're monitoring this with a camera, and you know when they're going all the way back. Once they're doing that, go ahead and set your gate, wire it open, mm-hmm. and continue to train those pigs to go through that narrower opening. While I'm not a big fan of, of uh, these smaller gates, continuous catch gates, based on the research, I am a big fan of using the widest gate that you can use. Mm -hmm. So I've gone back to using the old guillotine gate that we used 25 years ago, using a four by eight sheet of plywood. Mm -hmm. uh, So that opening is almost four feet wide, because I do think these larger pigs, particularly boars, Mm -hmm. uh, are hesitant to go through narrow gate openings. So the wider the gate opening, the better make the better you bet well hey we got to leave it there billy we've been talking with billy higginbotham of course this guy knows everything about trapping hogs because we just heard him that's right he's a professor and extension a wildlife and fishery specialist there at texas a&m now billy one more time to find out about the information you just handed out to find out about you i think this is so cool what you guys are doing there uh where do we have to head to online uh to do that man feralhogs.tamu.edu and the wild pig community of practice just Google that phrase, and you'll get lots of information. All righty. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com plus Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But Mr. Billy, Billy Higginbotham, uh, thanks for phoning in, buddy. Uh, appreciate all that you're doing out there, uh, especially keeping people apprised about wild hogs. Uh, thanks so much for phoning in, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Hal Schaefer, and he has a new program called Drop Zone. All right, coming up after the break, Hal Schaefer, Pigsorama. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. More revolution coming up after this. They face disaster daily. But now, these SWAT operators go head-to-head in a grueling competition. All guys in special ops constantly push themselves. Focus is critical. 
When the elite compete, the finest active SWAT members from around the country putting my name on the line. Infiltrate Outdoor Channel. I'm not going to back down from any challenge. Elite Tentacle Unit SWAT. All new Wednesdays, 9 p.m. 8 Central. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble. The Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release. Two options for grip. And a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22. Another American-made product from Ruger. High Mountain Seasonings. Turn your fish and game from ordinary to extraordinary. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Everyone everywhere, brace yourself. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. That is bona fide badass. Now, here are the boys. Welcome back to Pigorama 2013! Jim! I wish you could get excited about things, Jeff. I threw my arms in the air. Hey, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, we just heard from old Billy Higginbotham. He's a professor and extension wildlife and fisheries specialist, whatever the heck that means. They're at Texas A&M. That's a tough title to say. You actually have to have a degree just to say his title. Tongue twister. What does that even mean? Think about that. Professor Professor and extension extension wildlife wildlife and fisheries specialist. That's like saying I'm good at carrying buckets. It means absolutely nothing to me. All right, so we are talking about pigs. This is the Pig-O-Rama show for 2013. Um, But I'm going to read this to you, Jimmy. I think this is really um, amazing. (laughs) Um, The the United States government, okay, and this is no joke. This is how they put it. They guesstimate. We have guesstimators. We pay people to guess what things cost. (laughs) Only in America would that happen. But anyways, they guesstimate that hogs cost annually in the U.S., $1.5 $1.5 billion worth of damage. Now, that's just a guess because... That's a lot of crackers. They're estimating or guesstimating, all right, that there are 6 million hogs, and they each do uh, $200 worth of damage annually. Add that up, it's $1.5 billion. But, I mean, the, the roles could kind of reverse. There could be 4 million hogs. What if there's 10 million hogs? I mean, you, you don't know. Yeah. I, I forget what they say. I'll have to look it up here in a minute. How many hogs they say are in Texas alone. But they really can't track them. Thus the guesstimator. All right, so we are talking about uh, hogs on today's show, and our phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Yeah, a Drop Zone, brand new show on Outdoor Channel. Actually premiered uh, the third, a couple third. weeks ago. Yeah. That's a Thursday. But anyways, uh, Drop Zone with Hal Schaefer. You can check it out every Thursday night. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, Really funny. 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Got to make sure you tune in and check it out. Hey, Hal. How's it going? How's it going, buddy? Man, I am just living the life and loving killing them big old fat hogs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people don't realize, uh, Hal, how much fun these things are to go after. I mean, really, I mean, this is a crazy, exciting hunt to do. Yeah, I mean, the and the thing is, is that a lot of the states are starting to really 
open up the leniency for hunting these things. And you're, you can hunt them 365 days a year, so you you can keep the old trigger finger, you know, sharp, <laughs> keep the eye sharp. But, I mean, even some states now are allowing you to shoot them at night under light yeah. because of how quick they reproduce. And people don't realize that. They are one of the fastest re- reproducing mammals on the, in the world. But the thing is, how do you hunt them now? Do you use a bow, a rifle, shotgun, handgun, knife, or do you just... Grab him. He just wrestles him. He chokes him out. He's a tough guy. <laughs> Greco style. <laughs> Actually, the, the the answer to what you just asked me was yes. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> we've done it all. We've wrestled him. We've tied him. We've used knives. We've used crossbows, bows, muzzle loaders, black powder rifles. Really? Um, everything. Now, you got to walk us through, all right, the knife. That is how you you will never. I don't care how many cold Pepsi's I have. Um, you're never cold getting, Pepsi. Yeah, or, that's what we say that's here on the air. Pseudonym. You know, you do have to be 21 and drink those Pepsi's responsibly. But um, knife, that is nuts, Hal. It's such an exhilaration, and the, the deal is, is you have to get the hog by the back legs. Yeah, and, and you've got to get a firm grip, and, and you take them. And you take one leg and you throw it up under the other one to get him off his front legs. And then you got to put a knee on the shoulder. And then you better be quick and exact with your placement because the tusks on these animals are razor sharp. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people hunting with dogs. And I've seen dogs killed, hurt, maimed. I've seen people slit. It looked like somebody cut them with a razor. So really? They're not defenseless animals. Yeah, that, no means. That's why they're called a razorback. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. You get a close shave with these guys. Check this out. You know, every, every, everybody knows <laughs> that. Texas, um, they are just inundated. You know, it, it's the worst. But they're saying right here, once once again, this is a guesstimation because there is really no way to track these Nobody hogs. takes a number. Uh, they are so prolific. But they are guesstimating that in Texas alone, uh, 2.6 million hogs. 2.6. Sure. That's a lot of baby backs. Hal, you need to be uh, spending more time in Texas. <laughs> I do. I spend a lot there. I've been in Texas and saw over 150 hogs in one pack. Dude! And here's what people don't realize. Hogs can give birth three times a year, up that to is... 18 per litter, and her first litter can breed before the end of the year. That sounds so like my old girlfriend. Jim dated some loose women. <laughs> but, uh, that is, you know, we were just talking to... Now, I live in South Carolina, and we have a prolific hog problem here as well. And they are starting to open up where we can hunt them at night. And so, but I tell you, it really is great. We have spent a lot of uh, unfortunate families um, yes. with hogs. So we try to do the best we can with uh, with all the meat that we, we harvest when we go out and, and uh, look for these animals. Now, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, the, the um, point of being ethical and eating it. I think that is very important here. And, you know, it's so funny when you talk to hunters, they don't necessarily look at this as a problem. It's kind of like a predator hunting, man. He, he wishes there was more coyotes. And then you have deer hunters and he wishes there was less coyotes. And, but if you stand on the agricultural side of things, I mean, they're, they're really faced with a tough problem here and, and we need to find some sort of happy balance. Now, how, before we go on with this, buddy, uh, where can we find out more about Drop Zone? Uh, your show, your Hal co-host. Schaefer, your co-host. Yeah, yeah. where can yeah, we find Greg Cipadelli. I mean, he's a he's a famous NASCAR guy. Big, he's the uh, director of competition for Tony Stewart now in Stewart Hall's race, and that's my buddy and and partner on the air. And uh, you can find me and him both on Twitter, Greg Zipadelli or Hal Schaefer for Drop Zone, or you can go to dropzonehunting.com. All of our show times are on there. All of our sponsors are on there, and we've got the best in the world there. Um, I'm telling you, the ratings have been great. The Nielsen ratings have been good to us. We were number one two months in a row. 
So we're, we're excited where we're going with the show. It's a show that's all about the hunters, and it's all about everybody out there. It, it's, it's not so much about us. It's about going out, having fun. It's not about who kills the biggest deer. It's about really enjoying the outdoors and, and, and getting to see some of your favorite NASCAR guys out there with us. Oh, it's cool, man. Uh, once again, we want to mention, though, that Drop Zone it premiered on January 3rd. you got to check it out every Thursday night, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That is the only channel you need to be watching. If it's not the weather, don't There's know. no other channel. There is no. you got the weather channel. you got to watch that, kind of. Well, you got to see know. if the fronts are coming in so you can chase oh, the Oh, you can go to our website and find out what the weather's going to be, where you're going hunting. There you go. Drop watch Outdoor we, Channel or go to their website. Yeah. Alrighty. So, hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Outdoor Channel. got to check them out at OutdoorChannel.com. Plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. There you go. Use some of the High Mountain Seasonings That's on right. a hot. Have them a sponsor. Take it to Hal. Mm-hmm. Hal can hook you up. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Now, Mr. Hal, one more time. Where can we find you online, buddy? DropZoneHunting.com. Find us on Twitter or Facebook. And with Hal, your tongue will slap you silly with everybody. Hal's the man. All righty, Hal. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Hey, man. I, it was a privilege. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Ed McCormick with Razorback Outfitters out of Florida, hunting hogs. Yeah, we'll see you after the break. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. More revolution coming up after this. Hunters, stop climbing ladders and hunting out of boxes. Nature Blinds has created an extremely realistic tree you can comfortably hide inside at ground level, and they last forever. Learn more at natureblinds.com. Season 1, change bass fishing forever. This time, I hate losing. Their bass is on the line. I'm a little jacked right now. The world's best anglers. Look at that! Are all in. Yes, yes! And 23 more still want their trophy. Get hooked. Again. Jack Link's Major League Fishing. Thursdays, 9 p.m. 8 Central. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Gear Aids repair products make it easy to restore gear to like new condition. Use Aqua Seal to patch waders, seam grip for leaky tents, and Revive X to repel rain. Dozens of products with hundreds of uses. See the full line and find a local dealer at GearAid.us. All right, are we ready? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You hear that? Yes, we do! It's the Big Pig song! We love this song! There was a pig, and he was big. He liked to dig, and wear a wig. He did a jig, and ate a fig. So we had a pig that danced a jig, wore a wig, and ate a fig. That's the big pig song. You know that's that that's a theme song for this uh, this show right there. Yeah, all right. So this is the uh, 2013 Piggle Rama show. Yeah, we want to welcome you back. Welcome back with open arms. Jimbo and I love you. Yes, especially uh, if you have hog. Yeah, we are talking about wild pigs on today's show. Uh, anyways, I, I got to tell you guys something real quick. You know, Spanish explorers and some dude named uh, Hernando de Soto. Uh, anyways, uh, back in the 1500s. You said that so well. Can you say that again? We Hernando like de Soto. Sounds like something you can order in a restaurant. I would sound like I'm trying to be Italian and <laughs> <laughs> a, a Spanish name. Anyway, Spanish explorers back in the 1500s introduced wild pigs uh, to the United States. Now, everybody knows that wild pigs are not indigenous to the Americas. And we have this group of Spanish explorers. Do you suppose that after 500 years, they're now indigenous? 
No. Oh. They're not at all. They never are. Never will be. Once, we don't accept them. No green cards at all. Once you're labeled as not indigenous, uh-huh. you're not indigenous. You, you can't you get can, off that you list. You cannot get off that list. It's impossible to be erased from the invasive species list. SOL. You cannot <laughs> get off that list Uh-oh. for hiding her hair. Now, let me get back to what I said. They have hide and hair. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, Spanish explorers, they really liked uh, pigs because pigs are highly adaptable and capable of fending for themselves, which made them uh, a popular choice for people that had livestock. So that's why they brought them over. Now this is um, kind of spiraled out of control. 500 years hence. What is up with you in this 500 years BS? Well, we just got to get it right up to date. Thank you for that. Jim's our historian <laughs> on pigs. Did uh, I talk about 1539? It was like, yeah, 1539. So basically, it's not even 500 years yet. Uh, Thank you. Slap me. You're wrong. Call me silly. Uh, right now, we're being joined by Ed McCormick, and he is with Razorback Outfitters down in Florida. Uh, Ed, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, these things, I mean, holy crap, the damage that they cause. I mean, not only are they, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm trying to scroll down to... Uh, get to the damage, the ramifications. They cause um, agricultural damage, forest damage, and then you have uh, threats to native wildlife, environmental damage. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, Ed, and obviously you're aware of everything that these the, these um, fun-to-hunt animals cause, but really is the damage that they cause, is it outweighed by the pleasure of hunting them? It <laughs> depends on who you're talking to. Um, <laughs> good point. Very good point. If you're a rancher and you've got cattle breaking their ankles and, and the rooting that gets done by the pigs overnight, then, of course, it's a major problem for you. Yeah. Um, but if you are hunting certain areas, I've hunted certain public areas where really um, the pigs have been here so long. Like you said, Hernando de Soto brought them here in the 1500s that they've really become a part of, you know, and really balanced out in certain management areas where, you know, you're going to see just as many hogs as you do deer and that type of thing. Really? Um, um, you know, it really just depends on who you talk to. For me, I'd like to see a few more of them because I enjoy hunting them so much. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, you know, in a deer, I mean, you judge the rack and that's considered a trophy. What is considered a trophy with a uh, with a hog? Um, there's two different ways that they measure them. There's a few different scoring systems that have come up over the past few years. Um, the first one really is the tusks, the length of the bottom tusks. Mm-hmm. Um, those are called the cutters. The ones on top are called the wetters. Those are the ones that sharpen the bottom ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so the length of those really can determine your trophy. Depends on really what you're into, but also the size of the hog. So mm-hmm. there's kind of two different measurements they go by. Yeah. Now, Ed, they call them wild pigs, wild hogs, razorbacks, and Russian boars. Um, obviously, your business is, is, you know, you use the name Razorback. Is that commonly what you guys refer to them as? Or is that oh, maybe well, like a, a geographical location of where they're at? It's not really a geographic. It's more of a, of a type of wild hog that you see. Certain hogs have a, a particular look to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that look would be the Razorback look is uh, broad shoulders, kind mm-hmm. of a big mohawk looking you know, mane up on top of his, his his rear hair stand up on his head, and yeah. then they've got a, a smaller back end, and they're actually real fast and agile. Yeah, you just you just described Travis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big shoulders, small butt. <laughs> actually, I think I'm opposite of that. So they're pretty <laughs> agile, and that's typically uh, the the species that you go after. Yeah, you, uh, you know they've got so many different nicknames that are out there. You've heard, you know you've probably heard them called Piney Woods Rooters and and all different. You know, so there's so many different variations of the wild hog that people have come up with different names for you know different um, 
types that you see out there in the wild. Yeah. Now, two-parter here, two-part question. Uh, first off, Ed, where can we find you guys online if we want to learn more about Razorback Outfitters, possibly book a trip? It, you know, maybe we've never been hog hunting. We want to learn more about it. Uh, where can we find you online? Uh, you can go straight to RazorbackOutfitters.com, real simple. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a bunch of information on the info page. Okay. And uh, you can hit the contact button for any other information that you might need. All right. Now, and we've heard of people obviously hunting them with a rifle, uh, hunting them with a bow. Handgun. People hunt them with a handgun. Uh, we've had a couple people on that have done it with knives. Uh, what, what is the, the preferred method uh, that you guys use their Razorback Outfitters? I mean, I'm, I like to do things kind of daring. Actually, I'm more or less a pansy, but um, a, a knife really isn't. Um, or mainly you could use a spear. Yeah, in my bag of tricks. Yeah. What, what do you well, what you, do you guys when use? You see them, when you see them taken with knife or spear, that's usually a hug dog hunt. Because oh, okay. Because have a hold of the pig at that time, and then you go in and finish them off with a knife or the spear. That's there wild. People, <laughs> yeah. And there are some people ha- who have figured out a way to get them with just the spear, and they no! have been successful at that. That's not, no, dog. no. Uh-uh. I'm not going to do it. You can do it, Ed, and I'll watch. <laughs> But I ain't doing it. And Heck we'll no. watch from afar. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you guys normally use? Um, rifle, pistol, bow? What do you guys, your, your preferred uh, I would method? Say on, on the tree stand hunts, I've got about half and half on the customer. Really? Half would be archery, and then half would be rifle. And then on the dog hunts, um, it's mostly knife. Um, a lot of times, when you go out there with the dogs, using a rifle or a bow can get a little bit tricky because... Um, you start to put the dogs in danger at that point. Um, and yeah. they're bait up in a particular spot where the dogs, you know, are away from the pig. So we, we tend to try to get in close. Um, it's a little bit more exciting for the customer and it's also safer for the dog. So, we, you know, on the dog hunts, we like to use the bow. I mean, uh, the knife or the spear. Dang. Th- this is no joke. Sitting, I'm grabbing it right now. I went to McDonald's this morning, and right next to me is a plate of bacon. <laughs> I'm not joking. Here in the studio, I love bacon. Anyways, we're coming up on an ad break, Ed. Uh, to find out more about you, book a trip. This sounds like such a fun, wonderful thing to do. Take the whole family. Get get your kids involved. This is a wonderful thing. Where can we find you online, buddy? Again, you can go to www.raisingbackoutfitters.com. Okay. Hey, we've been talking with Ed McCormick, and of course, he has Razorback Outfitters. That's right. Hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and uh, High Mount Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Uh, Mr. Edman, it's been great having you on. Keep up the good work. Keep knocking down the pigs. Uh, thanks so much for calling, uh, for phoning in, buddy. Uh, we love you. Talk to you later, man. We will. Sounds good. Thank you. Daddy. Hey, coming up next year, I believe this, it's our wrap-up. The Pigorama wrap-up. We have up. a special guest, though. We don't even know who it is. No, it's exciting. We're it is exciting. It. Hush, hush. I know he's got to get to a break. Shh. Talk to you after this. Hey, more revolution coming up. If you want to be part of the show, hit up Jim and Trav at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. When it comes to camping, I like to relax, but I was getting stressed about camp cooking. Then I discovered the Camp Chef Portable Outdoor Oven. This junior-sized oven works with a small propane bottle and is perfect for family camping trips. With a matchless ignition, heating up to 400 degrees, and space to put a 9x13-inch pan, I can cook cinnamon rolls for breakfast, casseroles for dinner, and pie for dessert. Look for the Portable Outdoor Oven at a store near you or online at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. 
Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. The next generation of Zeiss shooting optics has arrived. Conquest Duralit, a new category of 30-millimeter rifle scopes that combines outstanding image clarity with uncompromised German precision. Available with standard reticle number 6 or the superfine illuminated red dot reticle number 60. And Zeiss's five-year no-fault policy. Check out Zeiss.com slash sports. Grab a crayon, psycho, and scribble this down. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. <laughs> well, folks, this is the wrap-up. This Cup is time the wrap-up. Trav, he, he kind of starts to get a little weepy right now, and uh, he just can't hardly think of leaving you folks. We've only just begun <laughs> to That <laughs> uh, this is the wrap. That this is, is a way to eradicate time. pigs, right there. <laughs> I'm just saying to them. That's how I get rid of our listeners too. <laughs> Radios are clicking off all over the nation. You got to quit saying that. You say that all the time. Yeah, you got to come up with new stuff. Obviously, you only watch certain episodes. They of shuts the lights off on the ships at sea. They shuts <laughs> these lights off. You sound right. They shuts the lights off. Um, you know, I've noticed on Facebook. What's that? Okay, if anybody knows you or actually pays attention, you never have an original thought. Oh, Every no. everything you do, like when you post something on Facebook, you try to make it your own, but you're always like quoting Mash or John Wayne. Like pull down your pants and slide on the ice. That is off of Mash. Yeah. Anyways, what's wrong with I that? Just, well, you should well, be like when you've got good writers. You should why not? be. You should be. They just have to be them. our writers too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what are we? What are, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking Pig about Obama. Pigs. We're talking about pigs. This is the wrap up. And now, um, you know, everybody knows that. I was going to say Frank is very prolific. <laughs> everybody knows that pigs or feral hogs are very prolific. Um, but to what extent? Frank got a little clip. What? What's How that? prolific are they? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for pitching in right as I was drowning. Um, anyways, Frank, please That's play a rock. Play it now. One sow becomes reproductively active when she's seven or eight months old. She can have a litter of six every time she has a litter. So in five years, one sow could have 1,000 descendants. Oh, my gosh, 1,000 in five years. That's incredible. Think about that because uh, one sow, she has babies. Then those babies have babies. She keeps having babies while other babies are making babies. And the next thing you know, in five years, you got a thousand pigs from one sow. Or a shopping mall. I don't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're being joined by... Frank knows what I'm talking about. We're being joined by Jared Timmons, and he's an AgriLife Extension Associate headquartered in San Marcos, Texas, at Texas A&M. He's actually uh, friends with Billy Higginbotham. We heard him just a little bit ago. Anyways, uh, Jared, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good. How y'all doing today? Hey, not too bad. Now, um, there's a cool program in Texas that we think uh, pretty much needs to get picked up all across the United States. And that program is the, these holding cells, if you want to call it or whatever, <laughs> where you can take wild hogs and actually sell them. Can't you, Jared? Yes, sir. It's actually a program that's been around for several years now, and that's awesome. Basically, it's just a means to where people can actually sell the hogs to offset any costs that they can incur from 
all the damage that caused you know. Yeah. Now the thing is, when when you tr- go and trap and and uh, Billy talked a lot about how to trap them and so forth, trapping them. But once you got these things caught and say you got them in your stock trailer and you take them to a facility, okay, then uh, is it uh, by weight? Is it by just numbers that they uh, figure what the uh, you're going to get out of this? Yeah. Each facility actually sets their own prices. It's based on market values. Uh-huh. And. The best way to find probably the best market value for wherever you're located at, and this is, I hadn't said yet, but this is a Texas program that I'm talking about specifically here. Mm -hmm. It's run by the Texas Animal Health Commission. And if you were to go to their website, you can find all the listings for the counties, Mm -hmm. where they're located at. From there, you can make phone calls to individual processing or, excuse me, holding facilities. And then they could tell you what they're actually selling at. And it's mainly a weight thing. Sometimes if you have some over 100 pounds or 150 pounds, they give you a bonus fee of $25, $30 or something like that. If I brought in Hugzilla, I could get maybe 1000 bucks. <laughs> right, right. I don't know about that much. <laughs> good money at it. Well, just pork belly is a whole new meaning. I mean, look, look at it this way, Jared. All right. They're already on your land. They're tearing things up. You've got to do something with them. You know, I, I think hog hunting is so much fun. But, heck, if you're going to be out there, you might as well trap a couple and, and make a couple bucks while you're doing it, you know? Right. And exactly. That's one of the reasons why this was started. I mean, you might as well get them to somebody to use them. And this actually ultimately goes to where it's sent to a processing facility and processed. And then from there, the meat is actually sent off a lot of it overseas and sold. And really? So it's utilized. That That is such a cool thing. Now, once again, I, I want our, our listeners to check this out and, you know, Obviously, that you said this is in Texas, but why can't we have this in Oklahoma? Why can't we have this in, in Kansas? Kansas, I mean, everywhere. Or Alabama, Alabama. I don't know. Do they really have a wild hog problem in Michigan? Do they? I, I'm not sure if they do or not. I think they have a few, but I don't think they're anywhere near the rate that we have in Texas. No, I don't think so either. Well, you know what we need to do is transport some. No. <laughs> to a holding facility <laughs> somewhere a, in the Bahamas. To a holding facility. No, but I really think, you know, I mean, we need to talk to our state officials to get programs like this. I mean, you Aggies there, you always get things going. One more time, where can we find out about this online, buddy? The best thing to do would be to go to tahc.state.tx. US, and then from there, there's actually tabs that are on feral swine and holding facilities, and there's a listing throughout the entire state that shows by county level where these holding facilities are located and has phone numbers and addresses. Now, where in, where in Texas are the largest concentrations, or is it just pretty much all over? Is it the Piney Woods? Is it the, the Edwards Plateau, or where? Uh, as far as I would think, I think it's more kind of eastern Texas. That's where most of our rivers are associated and I mean, we have an estimate of 2.6 million in our state alone. And <laughs> last checks I've looked at, that's half of what's been said for the whole nation. So, I mean, we, we've got a pretty big problem in our state. Yeah, actually, 2.1 go to Gillies every weekend. I wonder if, if anyone has ever done the math and figured out how many pulled pork sandwiches that is, you know? <laughs> or how much barbecue sauce. Yeah, all we got to do is get some charcoal and barbecue sauce, and this problem is over. <laughs> well, hey, we got to leave it there, Jared. We've been talking with Jared Timmons, who he's the AgriLife Extension Associate for Texas A&M out of San Marcos. That's right. Now, if we want to find out more about you and more about these programs, Jared, one more time, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that? Uh, our website is actually, you can go to plumcreek.tamu.edu 
backslash feral hogs. And on that website, I have, I believe, 15 or 16 fact sheets about feral hogs. And oh. learn a lot of information on there about them. Jared, that's kind of like eHarmony for hogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to li- he, He's giving love to the hogs. That's what Jared's doing. All right, once again, it's Jared Timmons, and he's an AgriLife Extension Associate. Uh, their headquarters at Texas and and Mr. Jared, man, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. But hey, we're the revolution. We're brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Check them out at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com. Mr. Jared, man, thank you so much for coming on today. Hey, thank you all very much. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Be a part of The Revolution. Hit up radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. And now, two men who live, eat, breathe the outdoors. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 414 affiliate stations, or advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Chance Orth, Billy Higginbotham, Hal Schaefer, Ed McCormick, and Jared Timmons. Now, I'm not positive on this. What's that? But I'm pretty sure next week, with the help of Outdoor Channel plus Ram Trucks, we're going to be talking about the Second Amendment. Ooh, I don't know. Sounds good. We may be. Like then it. again, could be the fourth. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Jim and I, we love you boys and girls very much. Remember, get outside this time of year. You pale freaks, wear gloves. It's cold. All right, so Jimbo and I, we love you. God bless you. We love your uh, buckets. Please make sure you listen to us, okay? That's important. That's it. That's very important. Check us out, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Uh, stick around your local news weather. It is coming up next. Peace. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericasports.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by voice america talk radio network its staff and management